0: Hello, and welcome to CavernCast Hope you're well Doing alright? Been an alright day? Yes? No? Maybe? However your day's been Or maybe it's even just starting However your day's gonna be We're here For half an hour Not just me And not just you Birds! Today, there's a lot of tweeting birds Saying tweeting reminded me of... That was a weird little offering by my brain then Right, so, old cartoon, Sylvester and Tweety, Looney Tunes But not just Sylvester and Tweety I feel like my breath is, like, really in my chest What's going on? What a chaotic start to an episode What's happening um okay breathing you may as well do this with me you know if I've got to get there you may as well get there too phrasing um okay I'm gonna take a few deep breaths just to center everything we're gonna go in through the nose and out through the mouth so in and out. and out in and out in and out better okay so Sylvester and Tweety apologies for the wind as well because I'm in uh, in Scotland It gets windy as soon as I'm in Scotland But um Yeah, Sylvester and Tweety But not just Sylvester and Tweety Pheasants Sylvester, Tweety and Pheasants No, Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries And what was offered up by my brain Was the theme tune That I just remember going Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries Boom That's what I remember So, from birds tweeting to Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, that's where we went to. So, I do hope you're well. I do. And uh, hopefully, the more this episode goes on, the more grounded we'll get. I've been been feeling very unhinged lately. If you follow me on TikTok, you'll see that that's been happening. And um, someone said... Someone said, "Oh, you are you just are you, you're either coming out of your shell or you're just developing this sense of humor?" And the answer is, I've been doing this since I was very young. and um, every now and then, when that energy comes up, I spent so long squashing it down um that i now do not want to do that anymore ever ever i mean it definitely comes up at inappropriate times so i have to try and channel it but i never want to lose that energy and that essence when it comes up despite how unhinged it may be and i think that's very important so i'm trying to capture it and channel it into something entertaining sometimes it makes sense sometimes it does not Um, either way it's very visceral it's very real and um, I want to make the most of it but speaking of squash that was not even meant to be a segue and it was but squash is the first word of today a very onomatopoeic first word of today and by the way, if you've never experienced Cavern Cast before I think there's a few new people hanging out So thank you for that Thank you for coming and hanging out Nice to see you Nice to be here for you <laughs> Never gets old um, How it works is I use a random word generator To generate five random words And then I talk about them. and that's a what I do. And you can relax, chill, sleep, do numerous activities, gardening. Someone said they were they were listening to, to Gavin Cast at the gym. Um, so if you're listening at the gym, get them gains. I believe in you. You've got this. You have got this. Mhm, mhm. I did some squats today. Yeah, getting them leg gains is leg day, baby. Hell yeah. Um, the first word is squash. Squashing that little voice in your head that says, "Don't do that. That's boring." No. We do things because we need to. Hell yeah. Yeah. Discipline. This isn't a fitness podcast. I'm going to carry on with the word squash. Onomatopoeia. We talk about how good words are in this podcast. That's what we do. If you want gains, go listen to... um, I don't know. Who's a fitness podcast? Joe Wicks? I feel like Joe Wicks should have a fitness podcast. Let's go with Joe Wicks. Anyway, here words um squash yes very onomatopoeic very squash wow good timing belly squash 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 Squash. i um i automatically think of orange like squashing an orange but also orange squash i still i don't know why it's called orange squash i really don't or lemon squash blackcurrant squash because maybe it's concentrated and squashed into well then it's kind of juice isn't it i don't know squash what's i mean what's the what's the definition squash sometimes known as cordial in english um is a non-alcoholic beverage with concentrated syrup used in beverage making maybe that's maybe that's an because it's like you know squashing it down into a syrup all the way down um well, but this is saying squash has at least 30% fruit whereas cordial is normally around 10 to 15% there's so many lies on the internet you just you can't there's no facts anymore There's nothing that says why it's called squash. Not that I can find on the first page of Google. And if it's not on the first page of Google, we don't care. (laughs) Because once again, this isn't QI. Um, But the definition of squash, I imagine... Well, let's see. No, not squad. Squash. Squash. To crush or squeeze something with force so that it becomes flat, soft, or out of shape. Well, yeah. Squash. Squash. Or a state of being squeezed or forced into a small or restricted space. It was a bit of a squash, but he didn't seem to mind. But it's like crush, isn't it? Crushes on a matopaic. Squashes more, more onomatopoeic, I just like saying the word onomatopoeic, to be honest, um, it's also a sport, isn't it, sport, squash the sport, it's a hardcore sport, I've never played it, it scares me too much, it's very loud, it's where, there's a wall, and a ball, a very like, spongy, no, not spongy, it's a, um, like a very, it's like a bouncy ball, basically. And you just hit it, the two of you hit it against the wall with rackets. And whoever misses it loses the point, I guess. Um, but it gets really hot and really fast. Much like my other night. With, no. 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 Oh, there's a little bit of dust. Hello. There you go you would have seen me pick that bit of dust out of the air if you are watching this on video which is available on my Patreon Patreon at every tier I'm very bad at self-promotion my Patreon a service in which you can subscribe for a very good price and get lots of extra content from me including filmed versions of all these podcasts and bonus episodes every tear There you go How's that for a damn slice of a good deal? So Where was I? Squash 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 Can you imagine if that was the Paramore song? Instead of Crush 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 It was Squash 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 (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a very different song Squash, 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 two, three, four. <laughs> what else? Oh I didn't have um I didn't have butternut squash until recently, actually. I was at a barbecue a while ago and someone um started barbecuing butternut squash and I said, I'd never had I've never had butternut squash and they were like, What? And I didn't realise that was like, you know, like I had never eaten an apple. It was that same kind of reaction They were like, what? You've never had butternut squash? And I was like, I've never had butternut squash And they were like, oh my god, you have to dry some butternut squash And I did, and it was very good It's very good stuff All you fans of butternut squash out there Very good Or jackfruit? Is it the same? Are they the same thing? Jackfruit No, not Jack Harlow Well, maybe Jack Harlow Um, oh, no, it's not the same thing at all. Okay, butternut squash is butternut squash. Why is it called a squash, though? The word squash comes from the Narragansett word, squash," meaning eaten raw or uncooked. Although native people may have eaten some forms of squash without cooking, today most squash is eaten cooked. Native Americans believed that it had extreme nutritional properties and would bury their dead with it to sustain them on their final journey. That's going to be in a Disney movie at some point, isn't it? Just everyone crossing over to the other side, just all holding butternut squashes. What if they got it completely wrong? (laughs) And the staff at the... um, but like the 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 gates of the uh, the other world are just like okay, so we know about the we know about the whole butternut squash thing and that it was somehow that story got spread. We don't know where it started, we don't know where it came from, but it's not true. People in the in the other world don't eat anything, so you can just leave your butternut squashes on the side and don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We have a guy. It's just one janitor, like, hmm. sweeping up butternut squashes. Just massive pile of squashes. You can keep it with you if you want, but you you can't eat it. And um, there's just no point. Enjoy your stay with us. You're going to be here a while. Oh, okay. Although-bo- Although-bo- Although botanically a fruit, specifically a berry. A butternut squash is a berry. There you go, but you didn't know that. Butternut squash is used culinarily as a vegetable that can be roasted, sauteed, toasted, pureed for soups such as squash soup, or mashed to be used in casseroles, breads, muffins, and pies. It is part of the same family, same squash family as ponca, waltham, pumpkin, and calabaza. Nice. Someone also made, like, squash spaghetti. That's a really good thing. That's a really good thing. Basically, it's like the vegetarian's favourite thing, as far as I've heard. I can see why. It's very good. What other squashes are there? Squash. Squash. I don't know. So I'm going to move on. Unless I'm missing something really obvious. No, I just think of Play-Doh... Clay, just really like squashable things, um, like mashed potato. Uh, yeah, that's it, that's about it. The next word is eyebrow. Interesting. Someone once said to me that the, uh, the first thing they notice about somebody is their eyebrows, which is very interesting to me because it's, it's probably, you know, unless someone has like girthy eyebrows, then I don't tend to notice them really. Um, but yeah, she said she did. And you know, fair enough. Uh, eyes. I always first notice the eyes. What about you? What do you What do you notice first? Is it the eyebrows? Um, I did actually make someone make a lot of people notice my eyebrows first, or my eyebrow, uh, because I went to a wedding recently actually, and um, all the tables were themed um, on different uh, pop culture pop culture things. ...that the bride and groom liked, and our table was the Archer table. Archer is a, like, comedy, spy, TV, cartoon, TV series. And, um... ...on our table was, uh... ...like, fake mustaches, like fake, like, spy disguise mustaches. And me being... ...quirky and different, I... ...instead of using it as a moustache, because it didn't really stick there very well... I put it... Uh, in between my eyebrows... So it just looked like I had one... Very big eyebrow... And... Um, I just left it on... I left it on... And was walking around this... A hotel... Spa kind of place... With... Um, with this one eyebrow... Let me tell you... If you have social anxiety... It's a very good conversation starter... <laughs> as long as you remember that you're wearing it and you're not taking all the weird looks from people as an a- assault on your character and you remember oh yeah i am um, i'm wearing an eyebrow it, it tends to work for you for you quite well um i did the same thing once when i i got a black eye from a mosh pit just before lockdown i um i was trying to <laughs> I saw some. I was in a mosh pit. I'm a fan of a mosh pit, and I saw someone's phone fly out of their pocket. And I've been in quite a few mosh pits, so I, I was, I'm quite capable of navigating them. And I saw this phone fly out of this guy's pocket, and I went, "Oh, there's a phone. I should probably get that and give it back to the guy." And as I l- reached down to get the phone, I say, "I'm good at mosh pits." clearly not that good because as I came up I came up into someone's elbow and um, gave me a wonderful wonderful black eye he was grateful for his phone though I got it back to him but walking through London over the next few days oh no no I didn't go out for a couple of days and then when I went I was walking through London and getting a lot of interesting looks from people they'd sort of look at me and then raise an eyebrow and then look away and I was like am I I mean, I have, I don't think I'm, maybe I'm just giving off a good vibe, am I vibrating highly? I don't know. And I realised I, oh yeah, I have a massive black eye. I feel like I've told this story before, but either way, it's valid. I did learn, I'm not sure how factual this is, eyebrows, like, regrow all the time. So, um... If you get your eyebrow pierced, which I always wanted to do but never did, you have to keep getting them re-pierced because it sort of grows out and grows... like it will just end up like falling out because it grows out. Is that true? Maybe. Also, I used to have... I kind of still have it, but not as it's not as prominent anymore. Um, I used to have like a gap in my left eyebrow where the hair just didn't grow as prominently. Um, it seems like my beard took a had a little conversation and took a, a leaf out of my eyebrows book because, you know, I've got my wonderful little Jack Sparrow piratey thing going on, but gaps upon gaps upon gaps. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. I used to call the poser a lot as a kid because people thought I was just, like, cutting gangster lines into my eyebrows thinking I was cool, I didn't need to do that, I was cool, I was so cool, I didn't need a gap in my eyebrow, maybe I was cool because the gap in my eyebrow was just there, yeah, natural, natural gangster, absolutely not, someone did throw a can of beer at my head when I was younger though, that cut the other eyebrow open, so now I've got a scar under that one, for no reason in particular, it was totally unprovoked as well, as far as I remember. don't think I was that much of a dick when I was growing up, but, um, yeah, nothing that deserved having a can of beer thrown at my head, but, um, yeah. Uh, I watched Jackass 4 last night, speaking of, speaking of stupid things, um, and I very much enjoyed it, it was very nostalgic, it was good, I was worried it wasn't going to be, I was worried it'd be kind of like, it it would have like lost its touch, but no, it was good, it still resonates with my personality quite a lot, despite how calm I appear, I am very much so, but um, yeah, that chaotic part of me is always bubbling a little bit, it's just simmering simmering under the surface, I think. Parade. Parade is the next one. Do you know what's wonderful about um, knowing how to produce and edit things? Is that I can be talking and you can be listening and all of a sudden I can just do this. And then all of you who know what that means... Now feel some type of way about it. Obviously, Welcome to the Black Parade is the first thing that comes into my head when I think of the word parade. And I half-apologise for G-noting a lot of you just then. Am I? Yeah, I'm half-sorry. Couldn't couldn't pass up the opportunity. What a great album. My chemical romance was the first band I ever saw. The first concert I ever went to, um, like of, the, of their own, that wasn't like a, like a sort of like festival-y type thing where loads of bands were playing, this was like just them um, in Wembley. That was great. Even though we were like way back and up in the gods, it was still amazing. Which is a testament to them as a band. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. My Chemical Romance hell yeah when I was younger there was a carnival every year in my hometown and every year they would have a parade of floats as is kind of um, boy is it traditional at festivals, at at carnivals I don't really know for us it was anyway and um, my uh, my family encouraged me to to be a part of things like that um and the first time I did it I was very very reluctant and there's a picture of me on a float with um like a kid's orchestra and I had just started learning the guitar and there were all of these I was sat with all these kids um like suited and booted with my like crappy, crappy acoustic slash classical guitar that I barely knew how to play. Um, and all these like virtuoso gifted kids playing their friggin' like saxophone or clarinet or like violin. Friggin' Stacy next to me playing her cello. And they all look like they're having a good time. And in this photo is just me just looking bored as sin, just not even attempting to look like I'm playing the guitar, I've literally got it flat across my lap, and I'm just sat there with my elbow on it, resting my head in my hand, (laughs) looking so unimpressed and bemused to be there, which is a far cry away from the next year in which I dressed up as a Power Ranger and was having the time of my life. The red Power Ranger no less, of course, because I exude main character energy or exuded main character energy as a I don't even know how old I was, young. Um and uh absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think did I have half a half a football as a helmet? <laughs> you know that childhood imagination that you have where you just you remember something as so much more badass than it was? Because I can't find any photos of that so in my head it's like I was wearing the actual authentic costume but really I was wearing Wellington boots painted white uh I think red pajama bottoms, half a football as a helmet you know, and I'm not complaining. You know, like my mum did what she did; uh, she did her best, and I had a great time. I've got a good imagination; it's one of my best traits. So, you know, it's all good. I mean, how else am I going to sit here and talk to myself in a van for hours and not go crazy? Yeah. I tell you what, I do want to go to actually. I'd love to go to the uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in America. You know where they all have like the massive, um, the massive balloons of like, I don't know, SpongeBob, and like, I mean, SpongeBob is the only thing I can think of. Most of they have like Sonic the Hedgehog. Probably like a massive, floating... pig. I don't, I don't know. I just have images of big balloons in my head. I just think of Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that's all I think about. Twist and shout. Yeah. Just most things in New York I'd like to go to. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. New Year's Eve. In New York. I'd like to run the New York City Marathon. If my belly would stop rumbling. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of things in New York I want to do. Triangle. Triangle. How do you cut your sandwiches? Do you cut them in triangles? Or do you cut them that's straight down the middle, so you get rectangles. Triangles or rectangles. I, weirdly, well it, hmm. Okay, so never do I cut them in rectangles and then rectangles again. Never four, never squares, never squares. That's heresy. W- rectangles halfway down the middle, valid, but width ways. Has to be um or diagonal diagonally um God, it took me so long to realize that diagonal alley and nocturnally alley were diagonally and nocturnally way too long, wait like I was a fully grown adult until i real like before I realized that shame shameful, shameful um they're diagonal triangles And like four-way triangles They're okay They're okay But I, yeah, I think the goat is um, Yeah, just, just one diagonal Maybe it depends on the sandwich I feel like a ham sandwich should be rectangles Jam sandwich or like peanut butter and jam Should be diagonal Maybe that's just me I feel like I am I might be dividing a lot of my audience here. Bringing up the old sandwich cutting conversation. Crusts though. I'm a crust guy. I do like a crust. I think I was forced to like crusts growing up. Um, like pizza crusts. I'll always like scavenge pizza crust. I think it was drilled into my head. Yeah, it's that, it's that old wives tale of like the crusts are the healthiest part of the, of the, thanks pheasant, of the sandwich, or of the, of whatever it is you're eating, which I think is a total lie, a total lie, but some part of my subconscious believes it, I think it's forced into there. some weird cognitive dissonance going on, but uh, yeah, I like a crust, I will, um, I will entertain a crusty, crusty snack. Definitely could have picked a better way to say that But oh well <laughs> We you know? move um, Oh pizza, pizza's triangular Well it can be, tri- but pizza slice is triangular yeah. What else is triangular? Dairy Lee Dairy Lee is triangular, like the little cheese pieces They're triangular Trivial pursuit It's triangular I do like trivial pursuit I'm quite good at it I have Random facts Stick in my brain Quite well I mean it's not like Ideatic Or Idetic chic Memory That's the one isn't it (laughs) Photographic Yeah Not not quite that But like yeah I have a penchant For random facts It's definitely my favourite word At the moment Penchant Um I So my, my kind of my dreams were crushed a little bit when I found out the Bermuda Triangle So we've been told is um is not like this completely bewitched, mysterious, ethereal, supernatural area and it's just like a bit weird with electricity. It's just a bit iffy on the old signal. If you go through it, it's a bit like, ooh, a bit scrambly. It's rather underwhelming. Yeah. I'm kind of... But now I'm thinking that's what they want us to think. And really, the Bermuda Triangle is what that is. This big area in the ocean, it's like, ooh, Atlantis or Aquaman or like Poseidon or... Ariel and Flounder, I don't know, just something, something hanging out there, some people just hanging out, maybe Jack, still in the door, oh, just floating around, still waiting for Rose, still waiting for Rose, but kept alive because maybe the Puna B- Triangle, time doesn't move inside it, maybe, fictional story though, isn't it, Titanic? Not Titanic, but the Rose and Jack thing. Definitely an unhinged day for my mind. Definitely. Definitely. I've got this weird scene from The Simpsons that stays in my head as well, where it's Homer and Homer finds a pair of glasses in the bathroom and he goes, puts them on, he goes, the square root of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining sides. And then someone in the toilet goes, that's a right triangle, you idiot. And then he goes, don't, like Homer Simpson does. But that's always stuck in my head, that random maths fact. The square root of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. Which is wrong. Um, but, for, yeah, for a right angle triangle, that's right. Or a scalene Scalene triangle Scalene triangles and right angle triangles The same thing You've got isosceles triangles You've got scalene triangles And you've got equilateral Triangles A squared plus B squared equals C squared And other fun math facts From Cavern. Yay I tell you this is, this is really like Throwing back but like I watched Mr. Bean the other day And it's the one where he um He goes and takes a test and uh, he goes to take an exam. And the guy next to him is like, oh, I've been focusing on calculus. And he's like, I believe they focused on calculus last year. I've been focusing mostly on trigonometry. And just trigonometry, It said in Mr. Bean's voice, sticks in my head very, very well. Very well. Anything else to do with triangles? triangle no no I think that's about it I think that's about it next the last word is sympathetic which is an interesting word to come up Um, it's definitely kind of the odd one out of of this conversation this this episode um actually, I can talk about this so sim- okay the, the definition of sympathy feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune um, or an understanding between people common common feeling, whereas empathy. Empathy involves putting yourself in the other person's shoes and understanding why they may have these particular feelings. Right, in becoming aware of the root cause of why a person feels the way they do, we can better understand and provide healthier options. So empathy is more about having an objective view and sympathy is like, I understand where you are coming from because of me and what I've experienced. But, Aside from that, recently I have been um, researching or just finding out about something very interesting to do with our bodies and our, the way we work, okay? So I imagine you're aware that we have this thing inside us called our nervous system, right? Right? And there are different parts to this nervous system. And recently on my um, journey of the self, I have found out about these parts of the nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Some of you listening might already know about it. And if you do know about it, chances are you know about it for a very specific reason. And um, if you don't know about it, let me uh, illuminate you as to what these are and I'm going to leave you with it because it's very, I found it very interesting and um, very helpful to me um, in just understanding um, myself um, and may help you to, to further your understanding of yourself to a to to, you know varying degrees but um i don't know It, it for me right now it's worth saying so the sympathetic nervous system is the part of the nervous system that is responsible for fight or flight it's responsible for keeping you alert keeping you on keeping you like with it and like you know, ready to respond to external stimuli and things like potential dangers and things going on in your external environment. The parasympathetic nervous system basically does the opposite. When uh, like when it's time to relax, um, when there is no particular danger or like stimulation coming from the outside, when it's time to rest. The parasympathetic nervous system kicks in and is responsible for um, muscle relaxation, uh, breathing, opening up airways, um, blood flow, digestion, like all these issues, it just lets everything work properly because it, you know, it then has enough processing power to make all these other things work rather than diverting everything to Oh God, we need to survive. What can happen, um, potentially, if you go through a lot of intensity in certain periods of your life, especially growing up, that you know, aren't particularly great, there can be a real misalignment with these two parts of the nervous system there can be the chance of the sympathetic nervous system kicking in so much that it the, the switch kind of gets jammed into the on position um, and it just kind of stays there. So you're kind of in fight or flight all the time, maybe a lower version of it, but you're sort of, you're always there and it's very exhausting. Um, you never feel quite calm. You always kind of feel anxious in some way. Even if you are resting, there is there's this, this kind of anxiety there. There's something is about to go wrong or might go wrong. And it's just because your body has been sort of programmed to expect it. And, you know, it's, it's basically the hardcore body version of it's better to be safe than sorry. And... Personally, when I found out about this, I was like, oh, oh, okay, (laughs) interesting, hmm, and it's led me down a very interesting path of research. Now, I am not a professional, I've never claimed to be, I do not want to go around talking about a load of knowledge that I don't know that much about, but... I wanted to leave you with that because I feel like that may be, to varying degrees, more common than we realise and I've never heard of, heard it really talked about before, I only found it because I went looking for that kind of stuff. So, if anything about that kind of um, makes your ears perk up in any way feel free to go and do some googling with you know of of proper scientific sources not just random as on youtube or tiktok um have a real look into it and um see if that might lead you to some answers that you've been potentially looking for um and even if you know even if there's not a misalignment with yourself if you feel pretty stable um you feel like you're on when you need to be on, and you can relax when you're not. Um, learning about it, I think, can go a long way in understanding why people can be the way that they are sometimes. Um, that it's not always, it's not always a a black and white picture in the immediate situation there can be a lot of other stimuli that the, the, you know, people in that situation aren't always aware of and um, it can be just a massive barrel of defence mechanisms and coping mechanisms and um, a lot of our systems being out of whack due to our past and never being taught um, that that's even a thing, let alone how to begin to manage it respond to it and um, bring it back down to a uh, a decent functioning degree so I want to leave you with that um, to go and do with what you will basically not a hell of a deep end to the to the to the podcast but I think you know food for thought for you to to carry on with and, and go out into the world with, um, yeah, from butternut squash to the sympathetic nervous system, that's Cast. and I hope you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you feel a little bit more chill than when we first started, like I said, if you want uh, video versions of all of these, Um, There's currently one available on my YouTube channel, but the rest are on my Patreon, uh, where at all tiers you can get access to bonus episodes and uh, video versions of the podcast. You can follow me on all my socials at Cavan Kingston. And apart from that, I hope you have a very good week. Or if a week is too much, then a very good day. And if the day is too much, then an hour or a minute from from one moment to the next. God damn, I was being so eloquent for a second. (laughs) From one moment to the next, that's all we need to focus on. Okay? So take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I will speak to you soon. Okay, bye.